welcome to Therapist Spotlight. Hello everybody, welcome to Andrew's Therapist Spotlight, the podcast where we showcase our wonderful members to the wider community. I'm your host Joshua Brooks and with us tonight is Enrico Sibosa. I, I stuffed that up, I'm sorry. Um, he's a manual therapist, so we haven't had many manual therapists on Therapist Spotlight, so this is going to be excellent. Enrico, how are you tonight? Very good, thank you. Thank you, Josh, for having me here tonight. I'm very happy to be able to explain or to answer your question, to uh, get some information about myself or what I'm doing tonight. Thank you very much. Hey, man, it's going to be perfect. So first question, what got you into natural therapies and what got you into manual therapy? I started uh, in Italy after school. I was a professional hockey player. Uh, that's what I was doing in Italy wow. uh, for a living. And on side of that, I was, uh, of course, be treated daily from physiotherapist and manual therapist. And I get very patient into it, how the body was basically healing uh, different therapy than it was applying to me when I was playing. And uh, I started to study in Italy first uh, manual therapy, sport manual therapy. And uh, after that, when I arrived to Australia, I keep going to study here. So I restudy everything here as well. And... Uh, yeah, I combined basically the two things, what I was doing more sport and uh, here I development more uh, manual skill, uh, dry needling, cupping, uh, slightly different way to approach mm-hmm. where maybe in Italy we have more like a focus approach on Western medicine. When in Australia, there is a lot of influence by Oriental medicine, Chinese mm-hmm. medicine. So that's what really get me into a uh, more a broad aspect uh, of uh, manual therapy. Yeah, wow. And so what what I'll ask is coming from Italy and being born there yeah. and then coming to Australia, have you noticed yeah. a difference in the way that we approach sort of natural therapy and manual therapy in the sports? How How's it different, do you think? But uh, here, uh, let's say then uh, in Australia, they have much more uh, differentiation also mm-hmm. in the sport, for example, uh, there is a lot of oste- osteopath or uh, Chinese do- doctor medicine and also look after you know, sporting people when in mm. Italy is more physio base. Ah, yeah. So okay. uh, most of the time when you're doing, uh, uh, when you are treating people from a sport, a sport players, let's say in that, there is 90% of physiotherapists then also do a slightly bit of manual therapy. Mm. Okay when here is much more uh, divide and also more broad, like there is much more expertise in, in the field of uh, massage therapist, physiotherapist, osteopathy, chiro, and uh, Chinese doctors, then also help for injury and treatment as well. So uh, a person here, they have much more probably way to treat themselves. And mm-hmm. that's what I really like it. Yeah, as well. a manual therapy, because I can combine slightly different things, different uh, uh, idea, different way to treat uh, clients. Mm-hmm. And so with your whole um, experience in sport, yeah. how has that influenced the way that you practice manual therapy? Has it given you a bit more of like a, um, I guess, we know sports stars can sometimes injure themselves a little bit yeah. more. So has it given you much more exposure to that kind of um, acute treatment and how to look after people like that? Or, yeah, how's it? Yeah, influenced? basically the first thing is, uh, of course, being a professional sport player, I kind of uh, knew already how bad could be when I yep. had this injury. So I know how the person come into the treat room and explain me what the injury, how the injury was made 
probably have a slightly uh, more deep understanding because I'm probably had it already or I feel it or I experience it. Yeah. So that's give me something uh, slightly more advantage of that. Knowing also the body quite well as a mm-hmm. mechanical things, I knew what could happen if you do this and that. Uh, so, uh, and also in a mind, a mind aspect, Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have on my basically on my pocket. I'm a meditation teacher and a counselor. So yeah. a lot, I treat a lot of people with uh, pain, uh, injury related, also an emotional pain point of view, mm-hmm. uh, especially uh, post injury. I see many clients and I, uh, they scared about go back on the field because of course they fear for injury and I feel what they feel because I I know how you know what do you have in mind when after you've been out for a few months after the competition and you re-step into the pitch and you say, oh, what's going on here? Do I am stable? What's going on? I'm going to be injured again. So I also mm-hmm. help a client in a, a mindful way to approach the you know healing of the treatment. Yeah, wow. And so then with your sports background, is that sort of more the clients that you're um, wanting to treat as the more sports people, or do you just treat every people? Who's, who's your sort of clientele that you're looking for? At the, uh, look, uh, at the moment, I really enjoy sport people because mm-hmm. I, that's where I come from. But yeah. also, um, I, I really like uh, emotional pain relief mm. uh, people. So stress, uh, tension, tension in the body, how they transform into pain. So, yeah. you know. And we all know by now, 2021, then stress can cause pain and uh, accumulate pain, top of the shoulder, neck pain, head of stomach, and go on uh, with. So I really also like to treat people in that in that way. Yeah, wow. And then with your sort of your counseling as well, do you do any like sports psychology as well? So do you talk to them about mindset and how to get ready for their sport? Yeah, I study uh, myself mindfulness in deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, during my study mindfulness, I also read a few books and do some courses about sport uh, rehab or mentally, uh, mentally way to keep going and to do. Plus, my mm-hmm. personal experience that that's probably is, uh, was something that really touched me as a as a person because I I I've been do, I did it for many years in Italy, so really helped me to uh, to connect with uh, with the client with people that really need that kind of uh, help not only physically but mentally to get ready to get back to don't give up and uh, so on yeah wonderful and so then if i'm a new client coming to you yeah. how does the consultation process work with you what sort of are you looking for what questions will you ask what sort yeah. of um, do you do range of motion what yeah what's that whole process look like I'm quite uh, first, uh, of course, as many other therapists, uh, I want to have a clear distinction for what the client is there for. Okay. And uh, some people uh, still, they know aware of their body and mind. So they come for one things and they end up saying completely different or to have different symptoms or different way to express themselves. Mm-hmm. So on the first uh, first time, I want to understand a little bit of everything. How you get injured? How do you feel? How much you get in painful? Uh, so and so on. If you give in the right empathy to the client, 
he will tell you basically what's going on with him. And uh, there is a distinction, of course, if someone comes from a sport injury, mm-hmm. we already know then he's a sport injuries person. Means then the person probably already see a physio and already been uh, referred or uh, it comes for like a swelling knee. So not much that you can do rather than uh, usually like, uh, you know, elevation, ice or compressing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so... Uh, the distinction of the person and coming through is that's the most important things to get uh, straight away and an understanding of what the person is there for. Some people yeah. come just for a simply relaxation, then it's you know totally fine. Mm-hmm. Some people is very stressed. You work, so they feel pain. Uh, they don't sleep well, so so on. Ask few particular question, open question, close question to understand about lifestyle. What they do in uh, usually if they um, if they have a, a good lifestyle, if they do some sports, some activity. So you try to understand the person that you have in front, mm. and uh, from here you I can plan the treatment with the client, of course. And uh, if it's a uh, like I say a sport injury, in a way is slightly easier because you might have already a background, uh, a backup from a physio, an osteo, or a chiro. So. Uh, when they see you, usually for a manual therapist, when they see you, probably you kind of uh, already know what's going on or they will tell you straight away, like I hate my shoulder, I cannot elevate my shoulder and so, and so on. Same things. What yeah. did you do? When happened? And all these kind of open, close questions to understand. Mm-hmm. And so since you are seeing a lot of sports people, are you someone who does prefer a little bit of a harder treatment, a little bit more into the trigger points, a little bit more of that yeah, targeted approach, or do you like sort of giving a general massage? How, how does that work with you and how does your treatment work? Yeah. So this is a very good question. Thank you for asking because at 2021, mm-hmm. uh, we still uh, have in a ways um, an understanding of uh, a treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, in many people, uh, maybe in New South Wales, what I could see, mm-hmm. then uh, strong massage equal better result. Mm. Where we, for fact, know then, for example, if we apply myofascial release, is a very gentle release, especially for sport people. Yeah, there is a thousand of article and uh, you know about uh, differentiation tree through a session with a myofascial release and after they do day uh, day training and how much better they feel because they feel too free to move rather than a very deep tissue massage where they uh, they have some dome for the next few days so uh, my style of treatment is a very gentle release and that's my goal is to let the client understand because some people they might not satisfy it Mm-hmm. And uh, when mentally you're not satisfied, you don't really can see the benefit on it. So, mm-hmm. like I say, it's, it's become always about mental things. That's why I always incorporate uh, like a mindful approach because uh, we well know, you know, then uh, placebo effect. If I, you know, uh, put your elbow into a, that's what you want to feel, you will f- definitely feel better. If I do a gentle release, then uh, manually I did a great session, but mechanically and my everything that I have to do, I do it. But you don't believe it, mm. of course. You not wanna, you're not gonna get the result that you achieve, you want to achieve. Yeah. So yeah. I'm really clear with the client 
when they come in, especially if they're my very muscular client or very, you know, they don't have that kind of treatment previously, aware them, then this is how it works. If you trust me, we try and you will see that your performance will increase even through a gentle release. Yeah, definitely. It's so it's so amazing what you said. It's sort of been ingrained into us that if we're not screaming on the massage table, it's not going to work. But sometimes yeah. that can have the opposite effect. Absolutely. And that's, you know, if we go in, into more uh, osteopath and visual manipulation or craniosacral, it really, I did a lot of course in craniosacral and that's what the most result they have, really gentle release and you know the outcome they are magnificent so you really understand that the body doesn't really need uh painful things to get released yeah and if if i give an example if you stress and if i you know if you already in pain why you want to give more pain to the body Mm. you know uh, if you are in pain what you're looking for is something to release to Mm. shoot down a little bit and that's what you know the body is calling for. So, in any way, a gentle release can release muscle, release tension, release stress, release uh, anything. So, I'm more approach of uh, gentle release. Of course, if I have a big person, then I have a big trap. Def- definitely, I will have slightly more deeper. But that doesn't mean that I have to put my elbow into it for 60 minutes into the pressure. You know what I mean? To get yeah. results. And, and that is something that I really spend a lot of time to explain because there, a lot of people still doesn't think this equation of uh, harder is better, but harder is not better. Yeah, definitely. And I guess that's why sort of showing people range of motion is so important. Hey, it's like, how can yeah. you move your arm? Oh, you can't move it. Now, now move it. And they're like, oh, wow, that's easier. It's like, look, that's why we didn't have yeah. to put you through so much pain. You can now move your arm better. So it's obviously doing something. Yeah. That's so important. And so when you're talking about that, do you also do sort of lymphatic drainage as well for athletes and moving lymph fluids? Is, is that part of your practice? Not that often. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not that often, to be honest. I do some cupping, uh, yep. stroking, recapping, if I have to move some blood. And definitely through uh, my fascia release is so slow than any way you move some uh, some fluid on it so yeah. uh, indirectly you move uh, you move fluid as well but no i'm, I'm not an expertise on uh, lymphatic drainage yeah awesome and then so you were mentioning dry needling and cupping yeah. are those two parts of your um tool set yeah. as well 90% of the treatment I use cupping and uh, basically uh, dry needling. Dry yeah. needle is a, a fantastic uh, tool mm-hmm. that uh, I discovered in here in Australia because in Italy it's not uh, legal unless you are a doctor. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, only GP can do dry needling. And the funny thing is, JP, they're never going to touch someone with a dry needling. So yeah. it's a little bit controversial things, but hmm. that's the law. So uh, when I arrived here and I noticed and there was this opportunity as a dry needling, I was a little bit confused between agopuncture and dry needling, like many people are mm-hmm. already. Back on the back on the day, it was, is agopuncture? No, it's completely different. So... Dry needling is a tool that I use basically 90% of the time. And it's very effective. Of course, consciousness on uh, putting a needle into a muscle person, there is, you know, 
part of the body, lungs, around, uh, you know, organs. So you have to be careful. And uh, but if made with uh, skills, of course, study and knowledge uh, are perfect tools yeah. to solve many issue, muscular issue into the body, especially with people that do sports. Mm. And so why would you use dry needling over, say, a trigger point release with your elbow or your thumb? How have you found they're different and how do you apply them differently for your own practice? Look, uh, trigger point, we know then they are a fixed point. We already know where they really are. Plus, you have, of course, uh, manual skill on touching. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, I prefer needling simply because you go directly into the muscle point first. It's very effective. Yep. And second is a part of for us as a manual therapy, using your finger or your elbow for five, six, ten hours a day, every day is something then, of course, you have to consider. So uh, a, a good part is also to save energy, mentally energy, and uh, help me also if I spend less energy to be more focused during that period of time of, you know, working during the day. So... Uh, is a tools then for me is a perfect tools and have a, a lot of ben ben benefits. Mm. Of course, depend on where, uh, which kind of position the body. I uh, I try to use it most of the time, but if I have to do it with you know with my tongue with my elbow, I, I go there. Yeah, and it's something that also is a uh, time saver. You know, yeah. the time that you stuck a needle in and you, you know, you do your job is very quick. So mm -hmm. I also do, uh, for example, telemedia consultation only for dry needling because some people really dry, like dry needling and they understand and they don't have to see them also for an hour. So that's something for the client important as they don't have to spend that much amount of money to come. Mm -hmm. uh, they need, if I need to see them only 30 minutes for, you know, uh, a few needle. And more than welcome to come for 30 minutes for just a needle session. Yeah, wow. That, and that must be a game changer, especially for people who are busy and athletes. So you just want to sort of get in there and get their problem fixed and go. Like that must be really yeah. good for them. It is. It is for everyone, you know, especially even for people that work in a desk all day long, uh, upper trap, they always tight. So going through needling is very easy and uh, it's a quick relief for tightness, of course, on the muscle. Yeah. And so then do you also give people stretching advice and you give them like sort of exercise advice and how to, how to fix and maybe yeah. how to fix muscle imbalances because of your sporting background? How does that fit into your uh, so, therapy? Yeah. Another very good question because unfortunately, uh, majority, I can say majority of the people, uh, when they book a massage or treatment, I'd rather to call treatment in this case, yeah. yep. in my case, uh, but there is still this common idea where I book for an hour, I want one hour of massage. Mm. So, uh, and it's completely different the way than me and many other, uh, you know, thera manual therapists uh, treat, want to treat people with a broad perspective. So it means uh, understanding, focus the thing, focus the plan, and also give you some advice, stretching, and so on. Yes. But and that's something then probably many like me find it slightly harder to get the person and to let's say target a specific kind of people. 
because like I say, uh, usually last five, 10 minutes I spend it for stretching, if needed, of course, if you needed, uh, stretching, positioning, teach them a few exercises for home, because 90% of the job is the client and does it at home, but they don't understand it. Yes. And, uh, you know, so you can come, 10 times a month, but if at home, you don't do your part as a training, strengthening, stretching, you can pretend that it's going to be some improvement if you don't uh, follow up at home. So uh, in saying that, as you ask, uh, yes, technically, I'm really happy to help people to give in some advice, but some people that are more focused, I book for an hour, I want an hour of massage, that. You know, so yeah. this is something then, and um, that's probably what I uh, I find slightly harder for in Australia is the, it's not like a paramized system, but it's more about uh, massage therapists. They we work in conjunction manual therapists a lot with physiotherapists, mm -hmm. but there is another perspective of massage therapist then is under the same name but they purely do massage more for relaxation uh, uh, thai massage or swedish or whatever is uh, they special uh, they specialize on mm. so and there is not kind of a length between uh, physiotherapist and uh, manual therapist then doesn't reach or doesn't want to really study physiotherapist but at the same time they don't do relaxation or or anything else. So in this, I think we still, uh, uh, nor, there is no middle line between. Mm -hmm. So it's really about target yourself into it. But yep. this is the hardest part because, you know, uh, you need client, of course, mm -hmm. to get the clinic or your practice going. And uh, you need to spend money in marketing, in market yourself, let them understand what you're doing to, to make them happy and to be happy as well. You know, uh, like I said, I have nothing against uh, relaxation or any kind of, because these are all very important, mm. but it's about, you know, if a client come and expect me to relax him for 90 minutes and uh, I do it, but it's not what I potentially I, I want to do it because I want to target slightly more uh, up different clientele. Yeah, definitely. And it's kind of like what you said, it's, marketing yourself to your own specialty and trying to get clients through the door so that they're happy and you're happy and you can actually give them what you're good at because there could be another massage therapist that's fantastic at relaxation yeah and so you're sort of like well go see them and then when you want some targeted relief or if you want something better you know you're better off coming to see me yeah and i guess that's really like you said perfectly it's just about marketing the words we use rather than saying massage we use therapy or we use treatment so yeah. that we can actually um, alleviate those expectations a little bit more of our clients before they walk through the door. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, this is the, I think is the main things. Like for example, I know that in, uh, in Melbourne, for example, mm. uh, myotherapy, uh, myotherapy and uh, myofascial release mm. uh, is much more advanced than in Sydney. There is actually a lot of uh, clinic than they saw myofascial release clinic. Yeah, uh, when in New South Wales, we are probably most slightly behind on uh, massage and uh, elbow and uh, painful, and you know, still old school, probably in a way. Let's call it old school. Yeah, definitely. Well, this has been awesome, Enrique. Thanks for sharing yourself with us. We're, we're coming up on time. So thank you. 
when if people want to book in with you, yeah. where can they go? Where's your where's your contact details? Where's the best place to see you? Where's your clinic? Yeah. How 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 we get in contact with you? At the moment, uh, I'm in uh, New South Wales, uh, mm-hmm. based in Barrow, uh, one hour and a half, one hour from Sydney. I work in Sydney in a physio studio, a couple of days a week. Uh, I have my own website, is mindbodytherapy.com.au. Yeah, and there is all the treatment, uh, the treatment there where you can book. It's very simple to book. Send me an email. Uh, in Instagram, I have an Instagram uh, page where people uh, contact me through there as well. Is Enrico Therapist? Uh, very simple uh, to remind to remember. And uh, so yeah, at the moment I basically work between here and Sydney. Mm-hmm. And uh, through Instagram, then now is everything is social. So through Instagram or through uh, my website, mindbodytherapy.com.au, you can uh, book your your treatment. Perfect. Well, guys, as always, the links will be down down the bottom. So just click on through, and yeah, go see Enrique because I think that you'll get some really wonderful results. But we just like thank to you. thank you. Oh, we just like to thank you so much for coming on tonight, Enrique. It's been awesome sharing sharing the space with you. Thank you very much, and thank you for having me. And I really appreciate the effort that you put, guys, to you know spread the voice and to give a space to us as a therapist. And it's really, uh, really appreciate that. So thank you. It's our absolute pleasure. And guys, have a great night. Hey, and we'll see you all next time. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to Therapist Spotlight. If you would like to know more about Anta, visit us at www. Anta.com.au